Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. And today we are celebrating our 100th episode. 100 episodes. Dude, it is fucking insane to me that this mm-hmm. is episode 100. The The changes that we've been through, the the ups and downs, the ins and outs, the roly-polies. But most importantly, it's been fun as fuck. The edits, it's been so dude. Fun. Fun it's as been fun. so fun. Figuring out how social media works as a couple of boomers. It's hard, man. I, these kids on TikTok are like <laughs> fucking geniuses. I still don't understand it fully. I tried to record a video yesterday and I don't fully understand what happened. Did it? Is it out no. there? I don't know. Maybe. No. I just got panicky and turned my phone off. Didn't delete. The, I didn't close the app. Turned my phone off. Couldn't deal with it. That's yeah. So to celebrate our hundredth episode, I uh, I rang a friend of mine. Uh, Martin Serene, who is a fantastic actor and uh, also works as a first assistant director, filmmaker, mm-hmm. producer, all sorts. Um, Lovely you will guy. most likely know him as uh, Wild Bill from Wild Bill's Leather Shop in the movie Seven, directed by David Fincher, starring Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. But he's also appeared in The Girl with the Pearl Earring, Supergirl, and many more besides. Um, yeah, I'd, say, I'd argue a, more importantly, Supergirl from 1984. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. probably put that as like, the, yeah, we'll see. I, you know, yeah, Seven was great, see. but it didn't have Supergirl. Just saying. Uh, seven's <laughs> one of my all-time favorite films, but yeah. Same. Uh, I, I'm, I'm fucking around. I was just in love with, with Supergirl as a kid. Yeah. Uh, so we thought we'd uh, we'd sit down and record uh, a little sit-down chat with Martin, and it went incredibly well. Uh, super, fun. Uh, super fun. Super fun. Uh, but uh, we'll play it for you now. But we just wanted to say happy 100. Uh, thank you for all the fucking support. Thank you. Over the last 100 episodes. It's yeah, insane. Honestly, it's been incredible. Um, and it's been one of the most fun things I've ever done uh, doing a podcast with my best mate for you guys. So, um, oh, well, doing nah, this seriously. is literally my fucking outlet that is saving me from my like rapidly yeah. deteriorating mental health so this is like exactly. a beautiful outlet exactly and it's it's legitimately saving my fucking psyche <laughs> yeah yeah same so come find us on our socials come celebrate with us come to our discord we've got recipes we've got emojis we've got all sorts going on there uh and we yep. will let you enjoy the lovely martin love guys take care bye. guys bye bye Every movie ever podcast. Let me hear you sing it. I like 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane, and it is my great pleasure to introduce you to all uh, my friend Martin Serene, who... uh, Welcome, Martin. Hi, guys. Ben, Rob, it's lovely. Thanks so much for inviting me to have a chat with you. And, Rob, it's so nice to talk to you after a long time. Uh, Likewise, mate. Thanks for being here, man. We really appreciate it. No, my pleasure. I've been really fucking excited about this, man, because you were you were in a uh, a couple of movies that I one especially that I hold quite near and dear to my heart, which was Supergirl back in nineteen eighty four. No, I can't believe you said that, man. That's great. <laughs> no, but my brother um, showed me this when I was very very young, and I it was it was a weird emotional awaken awakening to sort of be that in love at that young an age with Helen Slater. Oh, she was, was hot, unreal. man. And guess what? She lived in my flat with me and my girlfriend. While she was making that, they gave her a big flash pad in Whitehall to live in. But oh she, it was her right. first film out of Juilliard, the school. And, you yeah. know, straight out of Juilliard, New York, uh, she got that gig. And she was very lonely. She befriended uh, her stunt woman, uh, Tracy, you can't remember, so Eden. 
Tracy Eden, her whole family of famous stunt people, who who right. was my girlfriend's best pal, and um, ah, that's amazing. She ended up, she ended up living with us, and uh, <laughs> because she felt that's you know so cool. homely and comfortable, we hung out all the time, and we're still friends after all them years. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. That's amazing, man. But Ben, yes. Yeah. Good crush. She was hot. Of course, I wasn't was... at all attracted to her because I was very no. happy with my no, partner. Definitely <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mind That's you, a very respectable thing some, to do, though. I have got some great photographs of me and her in the toilets of Pinewood, me and me sibling, <laughs> and her in a Supergirl outfit because no one oh could God. see it. I've got them. I'll send it you, Rob. I'll send it you. Amazing, amazing. Please forward uh, them on to uh, me. Is, That's going to be amazing. I will. Supergirl's do. not even. Supergirl's not even Martin's most famous flatmate. Uh, the list of people you've lived with, Martin, is insane. Well, you know what I'm going to say. The top one, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, come on, come was on, come on, with come on. Angelina Jolie. With uh, fuck off, man. You yeah, lived with Angelina no, well, Jolie. She, she was very good friends with a very old friend of mine that I met okay. in London when she was 19, and she went out with the drummer of not X-Ray Specs. What was the band? Anyway, mad big punk band in those days. Her name's Rachel Shade. Shout out to her because she's an amazing lady. She was David Finch's right-hand woman for years and years gotcha. and years. Super Jesus. talented lady. And, um, yeah, and so I had a few problems. Well, like everyone does living in L.A., but I had a particularly yep. interesting one, which... I won't go into right now unless you ask me <laughs> further along. But anyway, I was living in a, and Angie was a friend of hers, and there was also a girl that was a tattooist lived there. And the first day I moved in, <laughs> the tattooist girl came up to me and said, would you like to see my 12-inch cock? And I <laughs> went, <laughs> I looked at her, and she was gorgeous, this girl. I said, sorry. She said, would you like to see my cock? And so what do you say? I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, very hot weather, sweating, and I'm in this great pad up in uh, near the um, reservoir where the the Hollywood reservoir is, where Madonna's house was up there. And um, I said, yeah, okay. Like thinking, what else do I say? And she, she pulled her skirt up and she had a tattoo of a big 12-inch cock on her left. That's incredible. And I must that's say, incredible. she did have a nice inch cock. That's, a, that's my next tattoo design. That's my next tattoo. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the nicer 12 inches that we've seen. Right? Yeah. Fantastic. Great. great. So speaking of, so you lived with Angelina Jolie. Is that out in LA? Yeah, it was Angie was there. Well, she was away most of the time working. But Rachel, and I feel bad, I forgot the tattooist name. Yeah, and uh, it was a great house up in the hills um, in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's amazing, man. That's fucking And was that? I lived there for a long time. Other people came and went, but... I was there for a long time with Rachel, who's a, a lovely, lovely lady, yeah. Oh, wicked. And so was Rachel how you got the, the connect to Seven, or was did you know Rachel through Seven? Or I'll tell you how that happened. Rachel was infamous for having dinner parties in Los Angeles. So right. she, I knew she was working for Fincher. I knew David because I met him with... Rachel's friend, who is called Donia Fiorentino, a novel, lovely girl. Right. But she's a okay. serial famous person data. <laughs> right. But right. she's a very, okay. very nice girl. <laughs> and uh, listen, you know what? I've got to put in this caveat for everything I'm going to say. We're talking about years ago, and when we're young, we all do mad stuff. Yeah. And as life goes on, you learn you either end up in jail, a mental institute, or get better. 
and uh, most of the <laughs> people go, I'm talking about today all got better, thankfully. Lovely. Uh, Donya, I think when she was 16, was going out with Don Johnson. Then she went out with Andrew Ridgely. Jesus. When Jeez. she went out with Andrew Ridgely from Wham, and uh, then she was with David what? Fincher. <laughs> After she left Fincher, she was with Gary Oldman. What? Wait, wait, she married Gary Oldman, yeah, right? Yeah, she did marry. Isn't that Gary Oldman's ex-wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus. A, I've got a lot okay. of stories about right, that so stuff, but I'm talking about people with a lot of money and I might end up getting sued. So what I'll say is this. Right. Sure. <laughs> Keep it safe, man. Let's go back to the question you asked me. Did <laughs> I get the job? Uh, connected to Rachel. Well, she had a dinner party one night and there was a load of people around there that I didn't know. Right. David wasn't there at the time and I've not seen David for years. Last time I saw him, well, actually, the first time I met him was with Donya when, they, when he was doing Alien. In England, and because I knew Donya, oh shit, I met Donya, and she invited me round to a house party, and that's where I met David. Anyway, and that's really the only time I really met David. A couple of times with Donya when he was making Alien. So we're up in Hollywood having the party. There's all these people round, and I'm attracted to a girl sat across the table to me. She had a scar on her face. And there was something about a funky, you know, I was attracted. Yeah, to. yeah. <laughs> and okay. she was with the guy yeah. I was sat next to, who was a little, very nice New Yorker dude. Right, okay. Obviously gay. Right. Which is great. I've got no problem with that. Yeah. He was chatting to me all night. Very nice. I really enjoyed his company. His name was Billy Hopkins. Mm -hmm. He's a very famous casting director there was an era where he cast every big right. movie so we're chatting and i'm Jeez. obviously being really nice to him because i know she's he's with this girl and my ulterior motive was right. putting the moves on scarface <laughs> <laughs> that's just the truth so missouri scarface i call her now she's from missouri uh, because I ended up in jail on a $150,000 bail on, on a terrorist threat because of that girl. Yeah. No, what? That, what? What? Hold <laughs> You can't just drop... I ended up... You can't just drop that in without the story behind it. Down the line from that meeting in jail because of that girl I was in L.A. County Jail on a $150,000 bail charged with a terrorist threat. Jesus. Well, that's another story. Jesus. We might not get to <laughs> because, <laughs> listeners, it's in my forthcoming uh, autobiography called Martin Screen Sold for Two Hawaii. Coming to a good bookshop near you soon. <laughs> anyway, so... So I'm at okay. the party, and, and Billy Hopkins says to me, he says, uh, what do you do, Martin? I said, well, I said, I'm unemployed, but, you know, I'm the same as everyone unemployed or every... They have a saying in L.A., when you say you're an actor, they say, what restaurant do you work in? And that is the stock <laughs> phrase, because that's usually what you're doing. Mm. But anyway... He was chatting, and I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't really taking a lot of notice. I was thinking of uh, old Missouri Scarface. But I ended up going off with her that night, <laughs> and we ended up having a, a relationship. And so I saw Billy a few times. We went out to dinner with Fantastic. him and his friends, and, and these people I met, a guy called Michael Cohen, who was an amazing gay guy, but he was like a dude of dudes. And uh, it turned out right. he was the uh, okay. costume designer, not only for Seven Foot, but for hundreds of top movies. But I didn't know all this at the time. Another guy I was out for dinner with mm. was a guy called Darius Conji. Lovely, didn't know who he was. 
Edith, right. City of Lost Children, Delicatessen, and then Fincher grabbed him to, and then Fincher Jesus. grabbed him to do seven. What? That was where David's really smart, you know, and fa- took him from the Geno and Geno yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. used him for seven. Hence why seven was without a doubt a game changer for the industry. Because oh, yeah. until then, you never saw Dark. Nah. Yeah. And of course, after that film, you never saw Light. Everything was dark and you needed <laughs> torches to see where you were on the set. <laughs> and of course, that's where NCIS, CSI, all those people stole all that mm. from uh, Seven, oh, which gotcha. I'm very yeah, yeah. proud, I must say before anything i'm so proud to have been in because it was a game changer for visuals in an industry uh, that is so massive it's an absolute classic yeah. of cinema it stands out even to this day like i bought it recently i knew that we were gonna be having this conversation today and i bought it recently just to give it like a brief rewatch. and i've seen it countless times and even watching it through again now there's something about it that still catches me off guard. I know what's going to happen, but the tiny, tiny, minute details that are just yeah, hidden in the phenomenal. background, you just, every watch, every watch is something new. Every watch is like you pick up some new stuff. Man. Well, I've got to say, I've got to do another shout out to a massive talent that I'd work with, because I'm a, a, you know, to people listening, I'm mm-hmm. not just an actor. When Because acting is such a difficult gig, when I moved to L.A., I started working when I ran out of money. I got a job as a runner. They call it a BA out there. And, you know, I worked my way up. And I became a a first assistant film director, which I have been for 30 years. Nice. um, As well as an actor. But I worked with Jake Scott, Ridley Scott's son. I worked with everyone in the Scott family. Mm. I worked with Ridley Jordan and the brother, oh, I feel really bad, what's his name? Luke and Jake. So there's Luke, Jake and Jordan. And, of course, Ridley and Tony. I work with all of them. (coughs) But I work with Jake Scott hundreds, literally literally hundreds of times, Mm. and who's still a friend and a lovely, lovely man. And... uh, but I first met the art director or the, what do they call it, production designer, I think, on movies, okay. uh, that did seven. I worked with him years before with um, with Jake. His name's Arthur Max. Right. And I've got to say, when you walked onto those sets in seven, you just look at the sets and they were mind-blowing, especially yeah. Kevin Spacey, John Doe, yeah. his home the intricacy and the notes oh, and the stuff on the wall it was honestly mind-blowing so i'm just doing a shout out to arthur max one of the great production designers in the film i'm industry. just i'm just looking at him looking at him now and like you know gladiator kingdom of heaven prometheus insane career insane yeah. career yeah, no, he's, he really is something special, as is Michael Kaplan for costume. But I've, uh, we'll get to it, but I've got a funny story about the costume anyway. <laughs> yeah, of course, so, man. I'm dating Missouri Scarface now, yeah. and, uh, and uh, which was a bit strange, but we won't go into all the details of that. <laughs> and then, you know, I'd seen Billy a few times, and uh, he said to me at one of these dinners, what's your address? And he did chat to me a lot. And yeah. to be honest, <laughs> I thought, he must fancy older guys. <laughs> because I was a bit older. I think I was 36 then. And, you know, he was, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. he was mostly the same age. A very good-looking guy. But he was quite small, yeah. that same New York dude. <laughs> very charismatic. And I thought... Oh, he wants to shag me. (laughs) Which was quite shocking because I would think, who the fuck would want to shag me? (laughs) Uh, That was was a guy because there's a lot of better young guys in LA. Anyway, um, but I really liked him. So, you know, great. And Missouri Scarface was his best mate. Yeah. 
But he asked for me a dress at one uh, yeah. at one of these dinners. <laughs> I gave it him because I thought, great, well, you know, it's not going to come round and attack me. Yeah. <laughs> Chance would be a fine thing in those yeah, days. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so one day, one day, um, I'm not living with Rachel now. I'm living with uh, a Japalian guy, <laughs> right. which is uh, Japanese-Italian, if you don't know. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm living with this Japalian and uh, I get home and he goes, Martin, there's an envelope. Here. Okay. And I look at it and it's like, you know, a big sort of manila envelope. Right, okay. Opened it up and, uh, and it's got a script in it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, what's this? I look at it. And on the script, it says, you know, seven and Jesus. Uh, actors attached, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and I look at it, and I look at it, and there's a note saying, Martin, Billy asked, would you read the character Wild Bill and the <laughs> owner of the hothouse? <laughs> and I shat myself. <laughs> I thought that's fucking awesome. I man. thought, oh my god, that Billy Hopkins is being serious. Fucking yeah. So, so anyway, that's how I first got to go for the audition. But the audition is the funniest thing ever. And I teach acting classes. When I first met Rob, I think I was still yeah, yeah. teaching at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not doing it at the moment, but I love doing it. And I did it in Old Street for about four years. What? And um, at a college there. So I'm very nervous. I only read, and don't, let's not forget, mm -hmm. at this time I was totally naive. I didn't mm. know anything about the film industry. Sure. I mean, I'd done Supergirl and that was it. And that was a few points and... I got it off the back of the, uh, the way a lot suited uh, the era of the Supergirl nice. back line. Pop right. on this chicken parlor, the greased up quiff, you know, and that sort of suited nice. it. So, but I think, I don't know how many years later, years later. Anyway, so I'm really nervous. And my friend Holly, about two nights before the audition, she said, if you, if you got it all, she went, no, I'm not really locked in. She said, what are you talking about? I said, oh, it's just there. On the... She said, I said, it's just there on the table, scaring me. She said, well, read it. I said, I don't think I can. So in the end, we the night before the audition, we sat up for a day and a night. What? And I just learned the Wild Bill part. I didn't even read the other part. Uh, she said, well, she said, well, read this. I said, no, I don't like that. So she went, okay. okay. So I just read the Wild right. Bill thing. I go to the old Warner Brothers, which is in actually in West Hollywood. And it's the old Warner Brothers studio right opposite the Famosa bar and restaurant. Right. So I went in a, to a, um, like a little reception room, uh, which was the office for the auditions, and I walked in, and there was about 20 guys Fuck. sat there, and they were all of colour. They were all of right. colour. They were either Jamaican, Nigerian, I don't know, Ethiopian, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they were all of an ethnic yeah. background. I'm sat there, and I'm looking around the room, and I think, fucking hell. I'm such an idiot. I've come on the wrong day, obviously. <laughs> so I go up to the girl at reception and I say to the girl at reception, excuse me. I do a whisper, you know, I go, excuse me. Um, I think I've come on the wrong day uh, because I'm here to read for Wild Bill. And she goes, no, all these people are reading for Wild Bill. Of course, everyone looks around. I'm going, oh, oh, okay, fine. Like, made me feel like I said something racist, which I hadn't. 
Anyway, I sat down, loads of these people were going in. And then, once again, all I could think of was, Billy Hopkins definitely wants to shut me. I love that you haven't read the script until the night before, and the only thought running through your head before going in to read for it is, yeah, this guy wants me. Well, come on, wouldn't you, though? Because I thought, well... No, I get you, I get you. Yeah, well, because I wasn't of colour. Anyway, loads, loads of people go in, comes to me, Martin Serene, they go, okay, so I go in. Of course, I know Billy a bit now. He goes, hi, Martin, how are you doing? I go, well, I said, I'm okay, Billy, but I said, can I just ask you a question? <laughs> because I knew him, I was a more... Re- well, these are the yeah, things, yeah. And, and I've got to say, when I do the acting classes, I tell everyone this story, and I'll tell you why afterwards. Because I said to Billy, I said, Billy, I said, it's great, it's lovely to see you, thanks for, you know, thinking of me. I said, but do you know I'm not black? <laughs> <laughs> I actually said that to him. <laughs> and he smiled at me. And he smiled at me. He went, well, yeah, okay. I know why you're saying that. He said, I don't know why, Martin, but from the dinner party that night I first met you, there was something about you and I just thought you sort might suit this character. <laughs> so I thought I was full of shit. Anyway, so he said, so now, so now in my mind, I know there's not a dog's chance of me getting this right, okay. One because I'm the wrong colour, let alone that I've not read the fucking <laughs> And uh, I do the, those lines for Billy, and he goes, yeah, could you do that a bit slower? Because I, I was nervous, obviously, and I did it all. <laughs> Double speed, yeah. And, uh, so I do it again, slower, and then he says to me, will you read the other one? I said, what other one? He said, the hot actor. <laughs> so I go, I've not learned that because I don't like that. And he burst out laughing. <laughs> he burst out laughing, and I thought, why is he laughing? He goes, Martin, do you know this is an $80 million Hollywood <laughs> film production? I go... Well, I didn't know it was that much, but, um, yeah. He said, well, what if you don't get this part? I said, well, I don't like the other one. And he laughed again. So he just went, you're funny, Martin. And I realised at that moment what a dick it was. Because I thought, oh, yeah. If I don't get this, I'm not getting the other one because I can't the even The confidence read it. that that spills, though, come on. But thank but God I left you did. thinking I'll never get the job, obviously. And uh, yeah, a couple of days later, I got a phone call. Hi, this is Billy Hopkins' assistant. Billy told me to call you to let you know. We're pleased to tell you you've got the part of Wild Bill in the film Seven. I went, oh, thanks very much. And uh, and she said, we'll be sending you details. Put the phone down. And then just, like, you know, smash the gap yeah. off with excitement. Yeah, I think it's the confidence, man. <laughs> as you would, as you would. Especially, you know, not having learned the other... Yeah, I think it is. The, I think it's exactly that. I think it's the fact that you didn't learn the other part. <laughs> just made you look like... I think mis- it's two things. I think what I've learned years of auditioning is... That's mostly the only audition where, in my mind, I knew I was never, ever going to get Right. So I was so relaxed, didn't give a fuck. And why why I tell everyone at the act... Why I tell everyone at the acting school that story is... I say, listen, when you go and audition, you don't know what anyone thinks... Mm-hmm. And don't think ever that you're not right for the part. <laughs> yeah. Um, I say, because I was the wrong fucking colour <laughs> and I got the job. Yeah. <laughs> what was doing the scene like? What was the what was the what was it like doing the actual scene with um Brad, Brad and what like what oh, are they like to work with? Well, yeah, it was great. So a turn up, obviously, I've not slept for two, three nights. <laughs> fucking hell. Because man. I was nervous. <laughs> I've not slept for two or three nights. One, because I was nervous. 
two, I had a bit of a stay awake problem. <laughs> okay. <And laughs> we've, we've all had them. At that time in my Yeah, yeah, we've all had them. those times. All, but, yeah, the insomnia. I, listen, this is true. But what I thought was, I thought, right, this character, Wild Bill, is a crystal meth head, I thought. Nice. Okay. This is how I dealt with it. I thought, he's a crystal meth head. Yep. And he, oh, you know what? Before I tell you this, I should tell you about the fitting. Right. The fitting day. <laughs> okay. Is that okay? Please do. Please do. Yeah. So I get called to go and get fitted, and I go to Warner Brothers. I think it might have been in the Valley or oh, Hollywood. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm down at Warner's, and they have these huge trailers you know they're like arctic lorries but they've just got clothes hanging in there you know the ones yeah yeah but it's an mm -hmm. arctic length but they hook on the back they've got a little officer in it <coughs> excuse me i'm just gonna have a drink no, good, man. and um oh, it's not very cold that much <laughs> um, i go there and of course i get there and i forget until I get there. Well, I didn't forget. I didn't know. I get there and I walk in the trailer and there's three girls and the guy turns around and it's Michael Cohen. Right. Okay. The guy that I've been to dinner with. He's the costume designer for the nice. film. Really cool dude. He went, Martin, good to see you. I went, oh, Michael, great, man. I said, what are you doing here? He goes, this is what I do. I went, oh, great. Brilliant. <laughs> Chatted and that. Now, he said, I'm going to show you the pictures, the, the storyboard, what the costume is. Right. So okay. he showed me the storyboard. He looks at me, and he had a big smile on his face. <laughs> and I looked at the pictures, and I said this. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm not wearing that. <laughs> I said, Fuck off. No way I'm wearing that. <laughs> And he was laughing his head What off. was it? He said, it was leather chaps. It had a picture yes. of me. Yes. It had a picture <laughs> of me talking to Brad and Morgan. And it was from behind. And my arse with leather chaps. So I said, so I said to Michael, I said, Michael, here's the deal, man. There's no film viewer on earth that wants to see my arse hanging out a leather chest. I can guarantee you that. And I mean, now that is more true than ever, but I think I was 35. <laughs> and uh, he said to me, he said, Martin, listen, I know what you're saying, but will you just try on? some leather trousers at least <laughs> and I looked at him I said I will under one condition and I pointed at the three girls and then you fuckers don't laugh at me when I come out <laughs> so he went they all went we promise we promise this is professional yeah work yeah of course yeah yeah they do this all day every day you know it's their bread and butter yeah all day <laughs> Exactly. So I went, okay. So I went and squeezed into these <laughs> leather trousers. And look, I look like a fucking bricklayer or a pirate. I don't look like I should be wearing leather. I don't look like I should be wearing leather trousers, especially not checked with my arse down. I love that those two very, very specific images are so wildly different, but I can picture them both in one person. That's amazing. Well, I am a bricklaying pirate. Yeah. <laughs> I walked out of the changing room, right? And I walked, because the changing room's at the other end, I walked through the narrow, all the clothes, get to them in the office a bit. The four of them stood there and I go, right, and I turn round and turn round again. And they all burst out laughing. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 savage. Those bastards. I went, you 
fucking arseholes, <laughs> you promised. <laughs> and they were hysterical. I went, right, that's it. And I went back, got changed, came out and again. I said, I'm going home. <laughs> and I had the right on. I said, I'm going home. I'm just going to wear whatever I like. Michael went, stop, mine. Listen, I'm sorry we all laughed, but you were right. He said, look at this lorry. He said, pick anything you want to wear. Smashed and it. And you can wear Smashed it. Smashed it. Nice. So I walked up and down and I found a brown herringbone boiler suit that looked like a mechanic's boiler suit that was massive, hanging off me. Could All my tackle was swinging <laughs> free. I was really comfortable. <laughs> and I uh, put my own leather jacket on and came out. I went, what about that? He went, that's brilliant, Martin. They photographed me. That was it. And yeah. while they were photographing me, I'll just throw this on as a, cl- a little clip on for all the Harvey Weinstein fans out there. <laughs> uh, my friend Rachel... My friend Rachel was walking up with this big, fat, ugly bloke, and she shouted, Martin, Martin, Michael, come over. So I walked over with Michael mm-hmm. in my kit, and she went, and Michael, Michael went, this is what Martin's going to wear. And uh, she went, <laughs> oh, yeah, it looks great. And then Rachel went, Martin, let me introduce you to the Grand Fromage. Harvey oh, Weinstein. No. I went, oh, hi. Shook his hands, wiped all the horrible, <laughs> dirty, creamy, funky stuff off. <laughs> and uh, and uh, went back to the trailer, and that was my outfit for the day. Nice. So, on the day, I'm going to might as well finish off Please. the day now, and then we're done yeah, with crack the on, day, and then you can ask me all other stuff. Um, on the day, I'd not slept for about three days. I was convinced it's the right idea anyway, that I looked tired, because this guy was definitely a method. Because he made <laughs> cocks with <laughs> knives on the end. The belt, the actual belt, yeah. they had the actual piece there. Did they? And even, like, they they couldn't show it in the film. Yeah, they it was couldn't. so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. But the belt... The belt was beautiful. It was a big, fat leather belt, like a wrestler's belt. And it was all engraved with, like, devils fucking women. And it was just fornication all over the belt. <laughs> Jesus. All engraved in leather. Jesus. With a big black dildo on it. And fitted into the end of the black dildo was a big bowie knife. Fucking hell. Fucking hell, man. Jesus. I saw the actual piece. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. Well, you've all seen yeah, the yeah, shop yeah, yeah, in the yeah, 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 of course. And, uh, and it was full of everything. Well, so what I had was a Polaroid in the drawer for when they go, yeah. what did you make? And I go, oh, yeah, I've got a picture here. It was a real sweet piece, you know, and I show it. Yeah, yeah. But the most brilliant bit of that day was for me, Morgan Freeman, who is a legend. I've got a couple of great stories about him. But he was so... Brad was just like normal guy next door. We Finch had just had us run through it about half a dozen times. Right. And he never said anything. Now, this is my first huge, massive movie. Yeah. Most probably the last the way bloody fucking casting directors are. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and agents, let's slaughter them too from the word go, just to make sure I'm not working. I, uh, I was nervous, you know, of course I was nervous. Yeah, naturally. Uh, and I'm stood literally... Six inches away is Brad Fitz, Pitt's face and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And David Fincher wasn't saying anything. Oh, and Christ. And so I thought, I've got to say something. And they're in a little, him, Darius Conge yeah. and Fincher, mm-hmm. two of the legends of the industry, are in a doorway like behind me. Oof. And I just had to say something. I said, David, and I couldn't see him. I said, David, is that all right? He went, yeah, great. Maybe tone down the cockney a bit. I went, okay, and that was it. That's fucking awesome, man. We kept doing it. And we kept doing it. Right. And then 
it's rehearsals and then one time something different started happening because Morgan leant right into me like okay. nose almost touched me <laughs> he said he said hey I can't do his voice okay. I wish <laughs> he said hey he said hey could you do us a deal on two a big black one and a smaller white one <laughs> 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 And I looked at him, I looked at him, and then Brad was stood there, didn't know what was going on. So I waved Brad in, and he's I'm going like, come on, come on. So Brad leaned in. I said, well, I'll tell you what I can do. I'll do you a big black one, a little white one for your mate. And then Finchie goes, all right, that's enough, you lot. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, man. Morgan, a legend. But I've just got to say, that morning when I walked in there, mm. um, I think it was a Monday. Yeah. And, of course, if you know all about Seven, Fincher had fake rain through the whole film because yeah. he didn't want people to know what city it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everyone, you know, it's always L.A., L.A. So, and you never saw the LAPD police cars till right at the end. Yeah. And that's the only time you really knew it was L.A. Fake rain all the time. So there's these big rain towers out in my shop and we're all trying to dodge that, coming in, they're testing it. I'm behind my counter and Brad walks in, Morgan's already in, we've got the floppers doing our bits and yeah. checking our costume and hair. And Brad walks in and Morgan says to Brad, because on the weekend, People magazine voted him the sexiest man on earth. <laughs> Morgan said, Morgan said, hey, Brad, how does it feel to be the sexiest man on earth? Brad was really embarrassing, going, oh, shut up. But here's the thing that happened, and I learned in all the days and at rap parties that I saw these guys. Women were like magnets to... Morgan Freeman. Really? They didn't even see Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's true. Oh, I mean, insane. I was looking at Brad thinking, I looked at Brad and thought, oh, you're good looking. <laughs> and I never think that about guys. No, it's true. I never think that about guys. You have quite bad skin. I thought, you're good looking, but my skin's better than yours. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, but Morgan was like it. They all went gooey around him. It was fantastic. It's the voice, man. Anyway, it's the voice. It's the voice. It's so the voice. I promised my green. Uh, I promised my green card wife, who uh, I call her the psycho bitch from Detroit. I know that's not PC, <laughs> but that's what I called her because she was. Um, I promised her that I would take her to the rap party. Right, of course. And, uh, okay. me and, her, and we were at war with each other from yeah, the first sort of week after we got married. So right. we were never together. Okay. And uh, and uh, But I also had promised a friend who's a producer, still a big producer in America, and Lisa Margolis, fantastic producer, lovely lady. Right. Who, funnily enough, I spoke to two days ago. So... I go with the two girls, and it's a rap party, and it's upstairs at the Hollywood Athletic Club. You right. Know, a well-known okay. place. And uh, it's busy, obviously. It's busy in there. And um, Elizabeth, her name is. Elizabeth McGovern, my wife's, green card wife's name is. Gotcha. She's an actress okay. as well. And um, she said to me, she said, Martin, she said, there's Morgan. She said, go and introduce me to him. I said, I can't just... <laughs> I said, he might not even remember me. You know, this is like a year later. I said, he might not even remember me. She, I said, I can't just drag you over and go, hey, Morgan, it's me, it's my wife. Anyway, while I'm telling her, while I'm telling her this, I felt someone slowly push me out the way, didn't even look at me, and I heard Morgan's voice. But he didn't even look at me. He was staring her in the eyes. He went, Martin, who's this beautiful woman? <laughs> and, uh, 
I thought, what the fuck's going on? I said, oh, it's my... Uh, she went, She went. I'm Martin's wife, and uh, but we're not together anymore. And he, while she's rambling on, he grabbed her, he said, come on, let's talk and walk, and off they went. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, what the fuck was that about? Anyway... So I'm chatting, drinking, speaking with people and with Elisa. And about 20 minutes later, Elizabeth comes back. She goes, mm. oh, my God, Morgan, he's the greatest guy on earth. He was so lovely to me. <laughs> anyway, so I'm looking at her. Now the bar's behind her. And then right. Morgan just walks into my frame, puts his two thumbs up, looks at me and winks. <laughs> and I thought, what a fucking dumb. He's obviously heard her banging on and just done the business for me on her. <laughs> what an absolute legend. What, what an absolute but I will guy. Say, but I've got to say this about Morgan, and I, I feel emotional saying this. I could easily cry. Okay. Right. As I was leaving... As I was leaving that night, it's about three o'clock in the morning, I've got, you know, Psycho Detroit, Lisa Margolis. We're walking out, everyone's drunk, and at the bottom of the stairs is Morgan and his wife. Right. And this is what he said. And I don't care if he was lying, making it up, doing it to be nice or whatever. doesn't matter. He said to his wife, this is the guy I was telling you about. He went, Martin, this is my wife. Introduce me. I said, oh, it's another to meet you. And I said to him, Morgan, I just want to say, man, what an absolute honour to stand opposite you in front of the yeah. camera. Yeah. <laughs> and he said to me, he went, oh, we'll be doing that loads together. Don't worry about it. See you on the next one. And I walked oh. out with them oh. two girls and if a boss would have hit me, would have been fine. Bless you. Yeah, That's yeah, so yeah. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Just Absolute such a legend. great guy. Anyway, it makes me really, really. That's me. You know, Bless all those actors. You. My friend, actually, Lisa Margolis, who I was saying about. Yeah, yeah. She has a saying. She goes, oh, you know, Martin, he cries over a good steak. <laughs> I love that though I love that Morgan Freeman is as lovely as he seems you know what I mean he is amazing that I mean me I'd so love happy. to go on I'd love to go on and talk about me Jack Nicholson stories but oh I'd no 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 come on what's no, the Jack Nicholson story no I'd get killed <laughs> Well, we've got to we've got to wrap it anyway because we're we're hitting an hour, and it's been an absolute yeah. You forgot I could talk the hind legs off a donkey. You forgot that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's been an absolute absolute pleasure. I cannot thank you enough. Honestly, thank you so fucking podcast. much for joining us, man. This is it's been amazing no, to meet you. Listen, absolute pleasure, Ben. I hope to get and meet you for real. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Rob, I'm staying in at, just outside London. I'm in the old Dunstable area. I'm going to be staying there for the next ten. I'm going to be there for the next ten days, and. Uh, I'll give you a Great. bell, and if you've got time, let's go and grab a coffee. Let's do it. Let's definitely, definitely, definitely do it. Um, Martin, where can people find you? What have you got going on um, uh, creatively where people can... What I've got going on is um, I just finished a play, which you know about. Indeed. I did in London, which was great. Danny in the Blue Sea, Deep Blue Sea. I am on the back of a film I made, a short film called Bacon. Okay which is about abuse within families. Uh, we've smashed it, won every award, and I've decided I just want to make films that shine a light on topics that are important. You know, I've done loads of great fluff mm -hmm. uh, that I've enjoyed and other people do, uh, but my mission now, and I'm just in the process, I'm being supported by... Um, Rain Dog Films, who is Colin Firth and Jed Doherty, big hitters in the industry. Amazing. They're supporting me. Nice. In um, making um, 10 minute, roughly 10 minute films. And, my, and the one I'm doing next month, I'll be uh, shooting that, is about grief. 
Uh, it's about a mother who loses a child and how it affects mental health. Grief mm. affects mental health. Well, basically, I'm going to do a series of short films which are about loneliness, grief, uh, homelessness, all things that create that are bad in themselves mm-hmm. and then create mental illness in people. So that's my mission from now on. I love and, that, man. Um, I love that. I mean, we've been very vocal and very sort of open and honest about our recent mental health struggles, especially over the last yeah, sort yeah. of year or so. It's been yeah, it's so important, hard. man. And there's no one shining a light on this. So uh, once again, I'd like to big up uh, Colin Firth and Jed Doherty for supporting us in this uh, because they are mm. big hitters in the industry. Of course, and you know, I'm just a little a little filmmaker, but you know they know what's important and they're helping us do that so that's incredible shout out to fair play to those guys all right big love guys bye you take care man see you soon buddy lots of love bye that was a great great day day. man that was a great great day day, seriously i uh thanks for joining us uh we love you all dearly and we will be back with the batman um episode so so soon thank you for joining our hundred episode uh extravaganza and uh, we'll see you on a... We didn't even fucking mention it was our 100th episode, man. This is the first mention. It'll be... It's episode yeah, 100, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. We've done 100 episodes. We've been in your lives for 100 episodes. You've been in our lives for 100 fucking episodes. That's insane yep. to me. We've like... We've just gone centennial. <laughs> and done it in style. We will see you for episode 101, The Dark Knight, when we come back. Yeah. Love you all dearly. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. See you soon, guys. Bye-bye. How do we stop recording? <laughs>